All right, everybody, this week's episode of Run Past Michigan is brought to you by Game Time, your no-go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to best show you last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Michigan's football season obviously ended regular season-wise on Saturday, but the Wolverines will be playing in a bowl game here. We should know that destination, I would think, by next Sunday. So game time is a perfect app for that. You can check that out, see where Michigan's going to go play in its bowl game, uh, and then immediately, I would think pretty quickly, peruse the app for best spots, tickets, uh, seats. You can have the panoramic view uh, to see where you're going to sit uh, with your friends and everything else. It's obviously a, uh, the signature of the app is the two-tap checkout. Uh, but also other sports going on, of course. NBA season, NHL going on right now. Uh, NFL still wrapping up, so you can get tickets to any sport. Also, concert and theater tickets available as well. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play Store or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. We want the Big Ten Championship, and we're going to win it as a team. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The team, the team, the team. When the old season is over, you and I know it's going to be Michigan again. Michigan. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Run Past Michigan, our RPM podcast here on The Athletic. It is our free show, early show of the week. I am Nick Baumgart, along with Austin Meek here in Ann Arbor. Austin, you survived your first... The game, I, I guess did. we'll call it. Yeah. Uh, Michigan I'm, did not. I'm probably feeling a little better than some of the Michigan <laughs> yeah, fans today. I think so. Sorry, sorry, you all. Yeah. Hope you're getting over that. So, exact same game, more or less, as last year. 56-27. Um, not much different in terms of how it went. I think the margin was a little wider, but basically the same kind of deal. Michigan just could not hang, as we know. I mean, rather than sort of dissecting how the whole thing went, because I think everybody by now knows sort of how it went, because we've seen this game now... If you've been following Michigan for a while, I mean, you've seen it for several years. Um, the talent discrepancy between the two schools, we can just start there. Is is So it was wide when Harbaugh took the job. And I think the, the best way I can describe it is that Michigan has improved since then, but Ohio State has improved more. And Ohio State has improved in a level with like Alabama and Clemson. The only, they're probably the only two programs that can match it. And they're just breathing different air. And so the gap has widened because of that. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily because of anything Michigan hasn't really done. uh, But it has widened and continues to widen if you were to look at the recruiting sheets. And it's just the margin for error in this game is impossible. I mean, you can't make any mistakes. And we saw Michigan make a couple grave errors early that you knew, you know, you're not going to be able to overcome that. Yeah, I I think, you know, I I went back and I watched the game again uh, Sunday morning. And I walked away from the game feeling like, man, Ohio State just kicked the hell out of Michigan. Yeah. And I watched it again, and I felt like, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> but I also felt like, you know, there there were some plays that you can go and you can look back on and mm-hmm. say, did Michigan have a chance to make that game competitive? Right. I think they did. You know, yeah. I, I think that if, if you don't fumble at your own 12-yard line, uh, if you don't kick field goals in the red zone, mm-hmm. if you don't jump off sides on a fourth down after you get a stop, if you pick up a fourth and one, I mean, for everything that went wrong in that yeah. game, in the fourth quarter, Michigan's got a fourth and one at their own 29. It's yeah. basically do or die. You pick that up, you've got a chance to go score and make it a, a, a one-score game. You you don't make it. Ohio State's got a short field. They go and score. They put the game away. Yeah. There were chances there for Michigan uh, to make that game competitive, and I think 
I think the danger in that is to say, well, hey, you know, look, all we got to do, you know, all we, all we got to do is play a perfect game and, yeah. and we have a chance, which is totally unrealistic because yeah. nobody ever does that. Yeah. Um, you know, are, are, are they getting closer? I don't know. You yeah. know, the, you could see the beginnings. I, I think the best thing you could say about that game is you could see the beginnings of an offensive game plan that Josh Gaddis put together mm-hmm. that for, for half of that game, Gave Michigan a chance to hang in there, and then it all kind of went to hell in the second half. But yeah. you know, you could see some you could see some things to build on. But at the same time, they lost by twenty nine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's hard to it's hard to come away from a twenty nine point loss and you know and and find things that that you feel like you're close about. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Because you know their offense as it sits today is number twenty in SP plus. Um, the stat Bill Conley always puts out. Now he's over at ESPN, um, and. It would, if that finishes at 20 through the bowl game, it would be the highest rated efficiency number that Michigan's offense would have had in the Harbaugh era. So Gaddis's offense, it works. I think we've sort of discussed that. And, and, and the way they've closed the season should be a positive for everybody. But I think the difference is in what we're saying here is that, so we watched Auburn beat Alabama on Saturday night. And Alabama made a lot of mistakes in that game. But Auburn knew going in that game, we're going to have to win. The, and they won 48 to 45, didn't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. They knew going into that game, we're going to have to have every every opportunity we have, we have to hit it. Every sh- every open shot we have, we have to make it. And we have to take advantage of every single inch we can get. It's not necessarily about playing a perfect game, but it's being the most opportunistic you can possibly be. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Michigan had, yeah, like you're saying, Austin, I think they had the game plan to do it. But it just wasn't executed enough at a high enough level to keep the pressure on Ohio State. To put that, because if that game is a seven-point game in the fourth quarter, it's different than if it's just a snoozer and they're scraping back to get within fifteen after that fumble, and maybe you know things are going to be different or whatever. Yeah, um, it just it's going to feel different going down the stretch if it's if it's a one-score game, probably like it was in the Iron Bowl, and that's the only way you can win that game with the talent gap the way it is. So I don't, I think we shouldn't sit here and just say they had no chance in that game from the kickoff. Mm-hmm. Because that's sort of foolish as well. At the same time, I don't think the defense had a chance to keep them under 40 and probably under 475 before yeah. kickoff. <laughs> I think that we can probably say that, right? I think that's yeah. fair fair to state. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like, did Michigan have a chance to, you know, to make this a competitive game, yeah. to turn it into a shootout? I think they right. did. I think yes. they had the offensive game plan to do that. Did they have a chance to win... I don't think they did yeah. because if there had been a situation in that game where Ohio State needed to go down and score, they would have done it. Yes. There was zero confidence on the part of anybody in that stadium oh. that if Michigan had really needed to make a stop, they would have been able to do it. And now that's two years in a row in that game where Ohio State has basically been able to name the score. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like I've been you know a, a defender of uh, of Michigan's defense this season sure. because I've seen how well they have played for the majority of the season. <laughs> but I I understand a little more now you know what I would hear from people yep. on Twitter. You know, when you praise Michigan's defense and they immediately come back with, just wait, you're going to see what happens. <laughs> and I, you know, yeah. we did see it. We saw I, it. I can't, I can't deny that. You know, Michigan's defense didn't, didn't give them a chance to win that game. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, even when you grade on a curve for this era of football where, you know, giving up 500 yeah. yards sometimes yeah. is acceptable, you got to be better defensively to have a chance to win that game. Yeah. How many punts? I think they got them to punt. Was it, Twice, three or four, three or four maybe. maybe four I looked at it more than I thought. 
but not yeah not they had enough. a couple stops but you're right I mean the things that stood out to me were like great example um, and it was on the play actually that were Ohio State probably should have been flagged for the uh, delay game and they weren't yes um, but it's not to say that the same thing wouldn't have been run on the next play and it would have worked <laughs> but I mean so they run that little drag wheel uh, where the run, it's Gleek Hudson and Ambry Thomas mm-hmm. and the wheel goes out into the flat and the drag comes across and Ambry Thomas and Gleek Hudson clearly aren't communicating and they run into each other yeah can't happen we saw Cameron McGrone run a guy out of bounds and take a late hit on a third and whatever, um, you know, that extended a drive and I think ended up being a touchdown as opposed to a field goal. Can't do it. Um, jumping off sides on a punt, can't do it. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of issues uh, that happened throughout that game. The uh, third and 15, whatever it was, uh, third and long, whatever it was, on the first drive of the game where uh, Dobbins runs that little uh, yeah. Texas McGrone route gets picked and McGrone and, gets yeah. picked. And not just picked, but just like depleted. <laughs> like it's one thing to get rubbed. It's another to just get depleted because you're not ready for what's about to happen. Can't do it. Like those are things that, I mean, we both kind of looked at each other throughout the game and said like, they don't need your help. I mean, mm-hmm. they, and you're giving them your help. And so I think that's the difference between Ohio State probably scoring 56 and 42. Yeah. You know, I think that's, you're, you gave them... Probably a couple more scores, um, and that's where we talk about we talk about marching prayer with this defense. I mean, I don't think it's realistic in, t- in today's world to say that Michigan should be able to field a defense that should keep Ohio State's offense at that level down to like twenty five points. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just not going to happen. I mean, I, I, unless they fumble the ball four times or something like that, like we saw when they played Penn State. Yeah, and it, you, you asked the question of okay, what is what is Michigan's strategy here yeah. uh, to eventually win one right. of these games? Yeah. You right. know, is it just to keep doing what we're doing and hope that there is a, a day when something fluky happens right. and Ohio State just plays terrible and you play great and and you win one of these games? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I. I'm telling you, that's not you know that's that's, that's not the strategy yeah, that, right. that you yeah. that's gonna you know make anybody feel better today. Uh, could it happen at some point yeah. in the future? Absolutely, it could. But I I feel like the strategy for Michigan has to be, as you said, somehow they they've got to have a bigger margin for error in yeah. this game. Ohio State didn't play perfect. They had a touchdown pass bounce off a guy's face mask. They muffed a punt. Yeah, they didn't play perfect. But when you're that good and you're that talented, you can you can make some mistakes and still win that game. And I think that's where Michigan's got to get to. Not to say one of these days all the stars are going to align yeah. and we're going to play perfectly in this game and we're going to win one. You got to get to the point where you feel like you have the talent, uh, that the talent is is equalized enough that you know you can make a couple mistakes and survive it. Maybe mm-hmm. not as many mistakes as Michigan made in that game. Yeah. I think. It's always going to be a situation unless something drastic happens where Michigan goes into that game saying, we have to be the team that makes yeah. fewer mistakes. But you got to have enough margin for error that at least you can make a couple yeah. and not feel like you know, one or two mistakes and you have no chance. Right, and that's the, that's the question that leads into the next part of the stuff here is that the, the gap is so wide. And I don't think anybody, I don't think we're sitting here saying you need to even the gap I, or make it even. I think <laughs> that you can put a dent in it, though, right. realistically, without maybe doing some of the things that some people around here don't want to do if you want to go into that road or whatever that's a tricky place to go but I think that there's another notion here that's that's floated around that Ohio State cares more about this game right like that, that we care more about this game and because we train for it in June and we watch tape on it in July and we do this and that and Michigan doesn't care enough and like that to me is the is the the biggest bunch of garbage uh, it's so wrong. I just Michigan. If you don't think Michigan cares about the game, this game, I don't know what else to tell you. They're they are devastated every time this thing happens. 
Um, just as much today as they were last year, just as much last year as they were when they lost by an inch. I mean, it's a, it, it is definitely a game that Jim, I mean, Jim Harbaugh played here, for God's sake. And it's one of these things where Urban Meyer could go on TV every Saturday, and he did all year, and, and all last week, and go all these interviews and act like he's, you know, Sun Tzu written, wrote the book of Art of War, <laughs> and we do these things in a different level. You can say whatever you want on that plane when you're seven and zero, and say mm-hmm. this is why we're doing this, but it's it's done in a way almost to negatively impact Michigan's recruiting ability because it's saying that we can kind of you know create this narrative the way we want to in a recruiting world, and it makes them look bad while making us look good. They win the game because they have better players in every area by like a hundred miles, and and that's it. Mm-hmm. There's no other. I mean, Michigan isn't disciplined enough, probably, to to play the type of perfect type game that you need to. I think that, that's pretty clear. You can prove that. But the recruiting is not even close. Yeah. And it's not even close, probably for a number of reasons. But it's not even close. And you got to figure out a way to sort of put a dent in it. And you know what that what that whether that means being more assertive with going into Ohio would be maybe part of it. I think that that's certainly a strategy that's paid off for coaches in the past when this thing has gotten a little bit wide. Um, but maybe there are other ways too. I'm not a recruiting expert. I don't know. I mean, but you know, it's it's something about the way that they do things at Ohio State, where I have always questioned, you know, and we can just put it this way right now, okay? Let's say let's say in five years, just hypothetically, in five years, college football will be something where everybody can pay players, where you can make money off your name and image likeness, and you can just pay a guy, right? Let's just say that that's possible. My question today is, would Michigan have the stomach to survive even in that world? as it does, you know, as that would be necessary to get to the level of what Ohio State's at. Because if people think that that sort of thing would just even all this out, I don't think that that's reality. I think that that is something that is a question that has lingered here for a long time. You know, do you have the stomach to be a football factory, to make football everything? You mm-hmm. know, academics take a backseat. You know, all the other stuff takes, I mean, that's that's a thing. And, you know, that's been my question about Michigan for quite a while. I mean, it's like, do you have the stomach for it? Some ways I think they do. In some ways, I'm not sure. And maybe they're not sure how to get there. I don't know. I mean, that's a question I always have. Yeah, the old saying, you know, that uh, history is is written by the winners. Uh, Ohio State has written a lot of history uh, about this this series over the last decade or so, about how they care more than than Michigan does. You heard Justin Fields say that after the game, which is an idea that I think has been passed down from, uh, from, from one group of players to the next and it's part of you know right, it, part of their it's become DNA, kind yeah. of part of the mythology now about this series you know, and hey if if urban meyer started that and the players at ohio state believe that they care more about it and then help it, you know if it gives them an edge then it's great coaching you know yeah. and and when you win seven in a row eight in a row you can say that uh and that's why jim harbaugh is is sitting uh, at the podium after the game and somebody is <laughs> asking him literally do you care yeah, about right. this and you know some you know, people in the in the uh, Harbaugh travel yeah, party are like heckling the question, and yeah. you know I I think the question is not you know does Jim Harbaugh you know, because he doesn't you know because he says the word Ohio State or you know, yeah, d- right. you know the, he uses a red pen once in a while right yeah exactly <laughs> right. It's, <laughs> it's nothing to do with that and it's, no. it's nothing to do with like in July do you have you know prep devoted to Ohio State it's nothing about yeah. that. It's about the things that you have to do, uh, the things that Alabama does, yep. the things uh, that Georgia does, the things that Coast Ohio State, State yeah. does. Are you willing yep. to do those things? And it's not, you know, 
people say, oh, you know, cheating. Yeah. It's not. It's not just this. You know, it's not just the stuff that's blatantly over right. the line. Right. It's the stuff that's in in the gray areas. I think so too. Are you willing to? You know, are you willing to push it as far as you can push it? You know, within the limits, without or apology. maybe a step. Yeah, maybe without a apology. step over the line. Are yeah. you willing to do that stuff? Without apology. I mean, we can look at Ohio State, and I mean, you know, they go through a scandal with Jim Tressel, and it just, I mean, it turns into Urban Meyer. And then you go through this whole thing with Urban Meyer, which was a whole, it was a scandal. I mean, it was a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like nothing happened. And and that's football at Ohio State. It's everything. It yeah. really is. And it's everything without apology. And in that sense, it does matter more, I think, in that mm-hmm. sense, in terms of the broad, it is the biggest thing at that school, I think. I, I, I don't think we're wrong in saying that. I think it's... It's if it's not the biggest thing, it's like the second biggest thing. I mean, it's, you know, and it's not that it's not big at Michigan because I hear that a lot too. And people say, well, you know, what are we supposed to? I'm like, you, you're, they're paying Jim Harbaugh top dollar here, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, like they yeah. spend a lot of money on football. Um, but to your point, I think it's it goes more than that into those gray areas, like you're saying. It's not just about dropping bags of cash on somebody's doorstep um, because I question still if if things were even and everybody got to pay people. Mm-hmm. I still don't know if Michigan would have the stomach to do what's necessary to compete with. Um, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and that's it, really. Georgia, maybe on some degree now with Kirby Smart. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, it's you look at Ohio State's a better trained team; they're a more disciplined team. Um, I think they probably spend more time on football overall throughout the course of the year. We have people all the time tell us that they get mad in the off season. Some of these uh, really hard edge, angry Michigan fans. Harbaugh shouldn't be taking the team to. To uh, South Africa or Paris because that's <laughs> yeah. three weeks or two weeks or a week that they should be spending on football, and it's ridiculous because I've always said like that's some that's part of the thing I think that broadens that college experience for these guys. That is a great thing that Michigan does, but if we're going to be honest here, that is a week that Alabama would take and say like that's a week you didn't get better and we did, and that's mm-hmm. a little thing that I don't think you should have to you know morally I think you should keep stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between what you do and what they do, and th- that's the kind of area that we that we fall into when we say it. I mean, I think Michigan should continue to try to do the things. You know, Jim Harbaugh has said many times, and I don't think it gets. I think sometimes they carry away, get carried away with it. Like we're the, we're we're Yale here, and we're acting. You know, we're producing doctors. You know, left and right. I yeah. don't think that's true. But I mean, I think that they do try to actively make. You know, if you come here, we want you to get a real degree. We want you to. You know be in school and we want you to leave here with an active degree that you can use. We don't want mm-hmm. you to just be here for four years and leave with nothing. And I think that's commendable and admirable, but I mean, it, you know, it's like, do you have the stomach then to just say, with some of those things you can't do. Yeah. You can't do it. You know, if you have a kid that wants to come in here and be a physicist or something like that and be a star quarterback, probably not going to work out real well. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not a thing. So, I don't know. I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough line to walk. Yeah, it's easy to fall back on the, on it the is, line. That, yeah. Well, when you lose, well, it's because you know we, uh, you know, yep. we take the academics much more seriously. Yep. Uh, we follow the rules. These other schools don't. It's a, it's a very easy uh, crutch to, uh, you know, to lean on mm-hmm. when, when you have a game like this. And I'm not saying it's completely bogus, uh, yep. but I am saying at some level you got to decide who you are and yep. who you want to be. And if if you, you know, if if you use that line uh after you lose to Ohio State, then you got to use it the other 364 exactly. days a year. Yep. You got to say going into the season, 
when people you know are talking about Michigan winning the Big Ten, you got to say, hey, wait a second, yep. slow down. That's not who we are. But uh, you you can't just pull it out when it's convenient uh, yep. and then ignore it the rest and, of the year. And this would be the other caveat to that. What is the excuse when you lose thirty five to whatever to Wisconsin? And what is it when you you can't get it done against Penn State? Because mm-hmm. this is not an eleven one team. This is a nine and three team. And the gap between when we talk just talk Michigan Ohio State, yes, that's the gap between those two programs. But when we talk about the discipline and the, you know, the assignment type, you know, Michigan's football team should be 11 and one. That game should have been for the Big Ten East. They probably still would have lost 56-27. But that team is better than it was in that day against Wisconsin, and mm-hmm. better than that day than it was. They, that team should have been able to beat. And I will stand by my horrible now looking preseason prediction. <laughs> but Michigan had what it needed to have that game be for the division. Yeah. Ten you know, whatever. I mean they did. They did. That's that's how that should have gone. They should be ten and two or eleven and one. I think that their talent dictates for the rest of the schedule with who they played against this season. I think that's what they should have been. They weren't, and that is also an issue that needs to be addressed and fixed because we can't just sit here and ignore those things. I mean, you know, the offense finished the way it did and that's a great thing and it, it produced and I think they're going the right direction. But this is still a team that has fine-tuning issues. This is still a team that has, you know, some certainly some some issues in terms of talent depth on the defensive line. I think that was exposed as we saw uh, in the Wisconsin game and in the uh, Ohio State game. Mm-hmm. So there are issues you can work on to get yourself back into a situation. And that's the thing where people ask me a lot. They're like, you know, we're not asking. So if you're the fan who's asking Michigan to compete even with Ohio State, I think you need to probably re-examine what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're the fan who says, why can't we get them? twice every five, six years, like Auburn does? I think that's a fair question. And there are little things that can be done, you know, in terms of where can you close the gap a little bit. When Michigan has competed at its best with Ohio State, it's been closest in the lines. The defensive line has been, mm-hmm. you know, that year it was as, as good as it's been at Michigan in a long, long time. That was a big part of it. Uh, I think that can improve. I think certain areas, you got to find a quarterback, and you got to, you know, you got to have you got to have a guy that can give you what Shea Patterson gave you the last six games for the whole year. You know, you got to be able to. I mean, obviously, he got hurt this year. Maybe that was an impact, but that's a big part of it too. So there are areas. It's not like they can't get better and make this thing more interesting because I think they can, and that that shouldn't be overlooked too. It shouldn't just be blanketed as well. Ohio State just has better players, and there's not. What do you, what do you want? What, what can we do? Yeah. You know, because it wasn't like you were eleven and one. Mm-hmm. You were nine and three. So there, you know, there are other things that can be improved upon, and you know. We're not telling anybody there up there that doesn't already know that. I mean, that's something they already obviously know. Yeah, I think if you look at how college football has evolved, even over the last you know seven or eight years, like when you think back to when Jim Harbaugh was at Stanford, yeah, you, know, you still saw some of those programs who you know were consistently successful without doing like without going full Alabama, mm-hmm. you know, without completely yep. selling out to that that mentality, <laughs> right. You, you're not seeing that as much anymore. Uh, like, you know, look at a guy like Chris Peterson, you know, at yeah. Washington, who's been really successful there. They were 7-5 and five this year. And, you know, then the knock on them is all, it, it, kind of a similar situation to uh, Michigan where, you know, they, they haven't really gone all in with trying to sign a top five class. It's David Shaw at Stanford is the same way. Like, yeah. you know, they... Uh, they want to be really selective in recruiting and kind of mm-hmm. exclusive, you know, academic right. school. Stanford was four and eight this year. Yeah. You know, it's just the separation between the schools that really, you know, live it 365 yep. days a year, and like you said, don't apologize for it. Yep. Those schools have just continued to leave everybody else behind, mm-hmm. and 
you got to decide which side of that do we want to be on. And you know, right now Michigan is kind of stuck on that side yeah. where they they have not gone all in with that. And there's a lot of that that's admirable. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not yeah. a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to give a damn about <laughs> Adler, you know, academics. It's, uh-huh. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to want to have a kid come through your program and truly spend, you know, the type of time necessary to make sure that kid develops. And when he leaves here, whenever that is, he's mm-hmm. going to be better equipped. And it's not like every, you know, Ohio State has some has that too, I'm sure. I'm sure they have, you know, kids that go through there. And But, but football is why they're there. I mean, and football is why they're at Michigan too, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but it's just like, they're, you're right, there's a difference and it's admirable to a degree. I do think there are times where people sort of try to lean on that maybe too much. Yeah. And, and act like that's the only reason why, though. And that's where sort of it comes in for me, because as we've talked about all this, Michigan you know, could be could have been better in that mm-hmm. game. And I still don't think they would have won. But I think the difference between, like we were saying, I mean, the Auburn-Alabama thing is the best comparison. It's the yeah. only comparison, really. And that Auburn gets them once in a while because they, they get themselves into that game where, okay, Alabama's a little dinged up today. They don't have Tua. They're a little shaky. Like, we're going to go out there and just give it. We are going to play the game of our life mm-hmm. and see what happens. And Michigan's done – I'm not sure Michigan can say they've really done that. I mean, yeah. I maybe the one year where it was that close mm-hmm. uh, or an inch or whatever. But in any other instance, I'm not really sure that that's happened, that they've been able to say, well, boy, we emptied the tank there. I mean, we really did it. We gave mm-hmm. it everything we had. We didn't make – you know, we you can count the mistakes on one hand, you know, or whatever. I don't think that they, they can say that and – in that sense, and that's why they're also dropping games, you know, earlier in the season where I think Michigan was the better team and yeah. uh, talent-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's what that's how history is probably going to remember this in terms yeah. of who plays in the NFL and who doesn't. But those are the things that can still get cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And I do think that there was real positive momentum this year with that offense. I think that's a really good thing, and we'll get into that in the subscriber show of how they're how much they improved and everything else. Uh, but there's certainly more room to improve, and there's certainly you can't have a slow start like they did. I mean, there's certainly there's certainly more that can happen to get them back uh, to at least into a situation where okay, let's go into a game against Ohio State and really give it everything we yeah. have and see what happens. You know? Yeah, I think the other comparison to bring up, not to sort of rehash old news here, mm-hmm. but you know the uh, the discussion before the season, the the line from the book about how Michigan is the school that. Uh, competes with Alabama uh-huh. uh, on the field, but also is like an Ivy League caliber yeah, institution, right. you know, academically, blah blah blah. The comparison there is Notre Dame, you know, sure. and Notre Dame, you know, is a year removed from going twelve and zero yep. and making the playoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Notre Dame, you know, they does do it. They do things differently <laughs> than Alabama does, sure. but you know, they've had that year where yeah. they were locked in from from day one until the end. Um, you know, maybe Notre Dame. Uh, maybe last season for Notre Dame looks different if they've got to play Ohio State in there. Yes. I mean, that's the hard thing that's for Michigan big, is yep. you can you can have a really good team, but you know every year you got Ohio State waiting for you at the end, um, and they care. I mean, you know, it's yes. not, and that's the thing. I mean, they, you know, it's somebody said, well, they care more. I said, well, it's the fact that they care at all. Yeah, is why this is the way it is. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, if if it was another game to them, I mean, they care about every game. And I mean, it's football is life. It's mm-hmm. everything. It is everything, and it's not necessarily that it's everything to beat Michigan. I don't think. I think Michigan has just been the chosen. Like we're never going to give you a bad game, yeah. so you just get that out of your head right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's just not going to happen. So, yeah. like when we look at it, though, right? Like, what's the what would have to happen 
for that to change, and where, the way I sit, the way I'm sitting, first of all, somebody's got to get Urban Meyer out of, off of Fox <laughs> because him sitting up there every week and acting like Michigan's talent level is the same as Ohio State's is doing nothing but damage <laughs> for Michigan. It's it's another artful, uh, you know, uh, example of Urban Meyer's psychology that just separates him from the rest of everybody. So that's got to happen. He's got to get away from that situation <laughs> if you're Michigan. And then maybe like Jerry Jones can hire Ryan Day or something, and you make Gene Smith actually make a decision. Mm-hmm. I think then I think you might have a you know that that would be one where I'd say okay maybe there's an opening here. But until Urban gets out of here, I mean if he's got any fingerprints on this, you're going to have to figure it out and you just deal with it because I mean ride it out and hope something changes. I mean I don't yeah. know. I mean you just got to keep trying to get better every year. I think we're in agreement that riding it out with Jim Harbaugh is the only. The yeah. only move. I yeah. mean, I think that he's shown, even with the Josh Gaddis thing, the ability to ride it out. I think he's shown that that's um, that he's willing to do basically whatever it takes to get yourself as good as you possibly can get. I mean, he's not the perfect coach, but you know, it's tough. It's tough to look at all that and square it. But you know, it's 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 a tall tall mountain to climb. Yeah, it's it's not. I wouldn't say that it's totally like a zero sum thing. Yeah. That. Uh, Michigan. In order for Michigan to get better, Ohio State's got to get worse. Mm-hmm. But I do think if if this is going to equalize, it's got to be a little bit on both yeah. sides. Like yep. it's not going to be Michigan getting to the level that Ohio State's at. Because yeah. as as you wrote uh, never done Saturday, yeah. that's a level that Michigan has never been at and probably never no, will be never, at. Never. But can you know if if Ohio State takes a couple steps back to the pack, can Michigan take a couple steps forward? I do think that's possible. Yeah. I think you know. I, I covered, uh, you know, I covered Oregon after Chip Kelly left, mm-hmm. and Mark Helfrich uh, took over. And Mark Helfrich's first season was not Ryan Day's first season. Right. I think Oregon went to the Alamo Bowl that year. They yep. lost a couple games. Ryan Day has, you know, has what he's done at Ohio State. You know, to take that team that Urban Meyer left him and then take it to even another level yep. is, you know, I think you look at that and you say. It, that's not just Urban Meyer. Like yeah. Ryan Day has um, has done something with that team that I I think you say okay, like this guy is not just benefiting from what mm-hmm. what he inherited. But it is true that when you, you know when a guy takes over in a situation like that, the biggest test is the further you get away from Urban Meyer yeah. in that case. Yeah. What's the trajectory? You know. Does it continue to stay at the level that they're at, or do you see kind of the further they get away from Urban Meyer? Now you start to see, um, you know, start to see them take a couple steps back to the pack. That's what Michigan's got to hope for. That's the only thing that Michigan can hope for because if Ryan Day keeps Ohio State at this level, could yeah, be a long good time. Luck. Good luck. <laughs> he, might we, uh, a, he might not lose a Big Ten game. game. Yeah. That guy hasn't lost a game as a head coach because he did coach the four or whatever last year. Mm. He's probably like fifteen and zero now. When do we think he's going to lose a Big Ten game? I mean, if he's there five years, with if this thing keeps cooking, there's nobody even close to Ohio State this year. That was proven. Mm-hmm. Nobody was close. Yeah. Wisconsin blown out. Penn State, Franklin's going to act like they weren't, but they were blown out. Okay? Like, that's <laughs> that was a classic Franklin game of, like, Ohio State fumbled the ball and had the worst game of the year, and they still lost by two scores, whatever it was. So, like, that's – everybody was blown out. Nobody was close. I mean, everybody's dealing with it, you know, on the same level. It's just Michigan has it worse because somebody did tweet out the other day. They said Ohio State just doesn't give Michigan the inch it gives other teams. For sure. And that is very true. And even last year when I would, you know, because obviously I'm covering Michigan State a lot now this year. But I can remember last year people saying, well, you know, Michigan State's defense gave uh, Ohio State 
some problems last year. Why couldn't Michigan? I said, well, guys, Ohio State ran like four plays in the Michigan State game, okay? Because they knew <laughs> that they could just sleepwalk through that thing and get out of there with a win. That's how that worked. Uh, it's a little different when they play Michigan, as we can see. I think that's very real, and um, it's just, you know, hey, you talk about a rivalry for 35 years, and as, as great as it was, you got to deal with the consequences when things are not even, and this is the consequence now that you're dealing with. It's tough. It's going to be tough to get to overcome for sure. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, tough deal, but uh, season's not over yet for Michigan. Uh, still got a bowl game upcoming. Mm-hmm. We will find out about that uh, over the weekend. Uh, and Nick and I will be back uh Later this week with our subscriber show, uh, we will look ahead a little bit more about uh, what's coming next for Michigan in the off season. So uh, if you subscribe to The Athletic, join us uh, later this week to talk about that. Uh, for everybody listening today, thank you for checking out the free show. We appreciate that. Check it out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and uh, till, uh, till later this week, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.